Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cap, just the cap, just. Cats. Cats, tip. cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. January 6, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Oh, yeah. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody is doing swell. How are you, Nick Roush? I'm swell. I would say I'm swell. Uh, Woke up feeling good, even though it was earlier than I would have liked. You know, just do he was sleeping in during winter break. As soon as mom goes back to school, he's like, <laughs> sleeping in. Who needs that? Uh, but hey, got a cup of joe in this morning. Uh, got a jump start on my work day. Ready to rock and roll with a little KRC this morning. H- how are you, Mr. Sports Talker? Cold, as probably everybody waking up this morning. It's mm-hmm. cold out there, and we're going to get snow throughout the day and this evening. And whether it's going to be like an inch or three inches, who who knows? Who knows? But speaking of three inches, Justin Kalen, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm not going to ask why you said that, but uh, because you don't. You said you don't drive to work if it's three inches. Oh, okay. I thought you were going because I'm three inches tall, or I could have <laughs> went somewhere else with that. But no, I, I, I am uh, also cold. I'm not ready for the snow today. I'm actually somewhat depressed because it's coming. So I'm hoping it's a typical. Louisville or Kentucky area type of weather storm, and we get about oh half inch to an inch. I uh, know it, it was it was it was a it was a phallic joke. 
Yeah, I figured. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. No, but I bet you probably wouldn't want to drive to work if there was three inches or two inches or if there nope. was just a light dusting. Unfortunately, I have to. So hopefully oh. it stays away till later th- this evening. But that's not going to happen. Well, and you also have to be open because if people get snowed in, they've got to go to a fine hotel to be able to stay for the night. And you, you know what I'm worried about? Service. I'm worried about getting snowed in and I have to stay at the fine <laughs> hotel tonight. You've done that before, haven't you? Yeah, I have. And you know what's really going to piss me off is the fact that my new bed is coming tonight. And just watch. <laughs> we're we're going to get like five, six inches of snow. I'm going to have to stay at the hotel. Not even going to get to use my bed. Just watch. <laughs> Guarantee it. Well, I don't think it's like a one night if you don't use it, you have to send it back sort of deal. I think I know, but the first night you have it, you want to use it. Like that's gonna be super frustrating for me. I think it'd be cool just to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to drive 25 minutes home. Sweet. I'll just crash and I get to pick what room I want. You could pick a cool one if you wanted to. Be nice. Yeah. That that is not the end of it. I mean, it's better than having to be like, well, I hope I don't die on my way home. This is true. <laughs> you know, at least like, or like I need to call a relative that I don't like to see if I can go crash at their place. But yeah, I get it. Everybody likes their own bed, especially a brand new spanking new bed and bed frame and all that good stuff. You're going to be, you're going to be living like a king here soon enough, Justin. That's right. Good stuff. All right. Um, no caps game last night. We'll probably talk maybe a little bit more from the LSU game on Tuesday. We've got a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. But not to say it wasn't a newsworthy Wednesday. It certainly was. A lot of coaches talking, plenty of news. And the biggest piece of news for me yesterday, Nick Roush, is Wandell Robinson. He's gone. Uh, You know, it was wishful thinking that there was some potential shot a long shot that he could return for another year. Um, it was fun to dream big, though. I mean, hey, it, you know, why not? Why not think that it could be an option? Because it was. Nil made it, put it on the table. But entering this season, TJ, I think everybody and their mother knew that, you know what, we're going to get Wandale for a year, and let's just hope it's one heck of a year. Let's enjoy it. And he somehow exceeded expectations. They were lofty. And yet he came in and had the best season of a UK wide receiver ever. So, ever. yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible what he did in only 13 games at Kentucky. Yeah, it really was. And sometimes I just think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah. You probably should have done. And I think to myself, I did. I what probably should have. wonderful world. You could have uh, done a little Louis for us. Uh, yeah. And I, and I saw that on Twitter anyway, so maybe that's why I wasn't so gung-ho about it because it wasn't even, <laughs> it didn't even feel like an original to me. But uh, he had a I, – I would – like, there, you couldn't help but at least get your – and we do it with basketball all the time. We've done it with football in the past. Even when you think somebody's going to leave, it makes sense for them to leave. The odds are that they're going to leave. You still can't help but allow yourself to dream a little bit and a – Another year of Wondell Robinson, a year two of, and I know they wouldn't be sophomores, but a year two of Will Levis throwing to Wondell and having an entire offseason to work with Liam Cohen to kind of figure out some new tricks 
and secrets and things that would work against opposing defenses, you couldn't help but kind of get excited, at least briefly, even if you knew it was a long shot thinking about it. But he didn't drag it out, Roush. He didn't tease folks. He didn't build no. up drama. He waited till his birthday, and he did something that he's probably been wanting or waiting to do since he was four or five years old, and that's say, I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to get drafted, and I'm going to be an NFL football player. And any kid that's played football has dreamt about that at some point in their life. Most of us realized it by, like, sixth grade that it wasn't going to come to fruition. Wandell just had probably the coolest day of his life yesterday. And <laughs> yeah, ha yeah. happy for him and just uh, really am thankful that he decided – he never had to come back to Kentucky. He could have said after everything that happened with the recruitment that, you know what, the bridge was burnt. I don't want to be in Nebraska anymore. I'm going to look elsewhere, but I'm not, not, not Kentucky. He ended up making things right and will go down as a U.K. football legend. It, it doesn't take more than one year to do that. It, sometimes it doesn't take more than just a couple plays to do that. Right. Uh, he, he made more than a couple plays. He, he, he made dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens throughout the season and ended with debatably maybe his most significant performance as a Wildcat in that Citrus Bowl leading up to the game-winning touchdown on several big catches. But obviously the, the long one's going to be the one that we're going to remember for a long time. And just a hell of a player. Seems like a good kid, Roush. Really, really tough. And he's got a fan in me when he goes to the NFL, regardless of what team he goes to, even if it's the the crappy Bears or the Vikings. Oh, man. It'd be a real shame if he Let's hope not. the Bears. Yeah, God, please. Please don't. Don't do that to our guy, Wandale. He doesn't deserve it. Um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Daniel Hager. I, I hope he's a listener of the show. I hope he's a roll caller um, because he was – a diligent follower who pretty much recorded it's not every single catch of the season but it's probably every single catch he has of 10 plus yards but uh he made a youtube compilation that's 18 minutes and nine seconds long of wandell's highlights from the season and holy crap like I, you just you remember some of the big plays you know like that diving touchdown against lsu uh you know you remember his first catch was a touchdown uh, you remember, of course, I how he ended I things remember. in Iowa. I didn't remember that. You forgot that? Well, I I, maybe I remembered it because I predicted it too. Will you uh, tell me about it? What happened? Give me the play. Give me the Tom Leach play by play. You don't really have to do that. But what? What? I I, I remember the first game. I was there. But yeah, uh, Kentucky well, went down seven nothing. Uh, remember that was bad. And Will Levis threw an interception on his first pass. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I do yeah. And it was like, oh god, what? What is? Does we actually stink? And then Kentucky marched down the field, and on the 33, he did a little play action, connected with Wandell in the left corner of the end zone. Easy peasy ah. touchdown, 33 yards. And that really set the tone for his season. Uh, he had five catches for 125 yards in that game. It was kind of a ho-hum, except for he, he had two scores. And Wandell, for as great as he was, he got caught a lot inside the five. That happened three times in that New Mexico State game. He had one like tiptoe catch uh, at the three. He got tackled like from behind. He just got caught, and then Rodriguez fumbled one. The next play, that was brutal. But you know what? When he got caught in the Citrus Bowl, Rodriguez punched in. There weren't no fumbles there. Um, but that that eighteen minutes though, it is fun just to remember. Like remember how annoyed Georgia fans were that he just kept catching passes on third down, and then he scored with four seconds left. Remember how great it was just to rub in that cover in their face? God, 
Yeah, I, you know, I didn't like losing necessarily. I would have rather won, but uh, yes, I enjoyed watching Wandell play well. Now, Will Levis' first pass interception, that wasn't Levis's fault, right? Right, it was tip. Yeah. I mean, okay. it could have been hot. It Brett, wasn't brain like, had to go perfect. way back when, yeah, to remember. You know. And then now that you brought it back up and you detailed it for us so eloquently, I do remember Wandell's touchdown in that first game. And now, if anything, actually, you're kind of pissing me off because now you're reminding me that we don't football until September. So thanks a lot, Roush. Because that was a while ago. September was a while ago. But you know what's even further? September. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was awesome. And yeah. again, you know, credit, a lot of credit to Liam Cohen for having one, it's a testament to Wandell that this was a brand new offense. And I remember we talked about in the summer of 2021 leading into the season. Give this some time. There's going to be some kinks to work out. You got a new quarterback. Your best new offensive player is brand new to the system. And on top of all that, you got somebody that's never been an offensive coordinator in Power Five football before. And it's it, you may it may take some time to kind of figure this thing out. Maybe it did because they they you know they were certainly clicking better later in the season, but they were also playing for the most part worse teams, with the exception of Iowa. But really just, they hit the ground running, Roush. And it was really cool to see uh, with the way UK schedule generally works. Yes, I wish they played a couple better teams and out of conference. We're not going to get into that debate today. We'll save that for summer radio. But it isn't, you're generally playing an SEC game in week two. You don't have a lot of time to figure things out. And whether or not you want a fun game to start the season or not, it doesn't really matter because generally by week two, you're playing a really good team. You just got to be ready to to go. And credit to all these guys. They really and, – and I don't think it happens. I think – you know, I don't think it happens without any of the three of them. If you don't have Will Levis at quarterback, then you don't have the year Wondell has and – You don't have – You yeah, have the season. Cohen the same, too. Yeah, yeah, you don't look at Cohen the same. You don't have the same UK football season. If you don't have Cohen, as wrong as stupid TJ was and all that uh, – you don't have the year that Will Levis has, and you certainly don't have the year that Wondell Robinson has because no UK wide receiver in the Mark Soups era has really ever been close anywhere to that kind of production. Uh, the 2016 team could throw it around a little bit, but that's really the only, really the only exception. And then obviously, we kind of saw that bowl game. You, you need receivers in that bowl game. You had Wondell, and that was kind of it. And thank goodness for Wandell. But imagine not having Wandell for the duration of the season. Imagine if he decides to transfer to a Tennessee. Oh, that'd make me sick to my stomach. Or a Purdue. Or who he'd be used very well there. Kentucky found a way very quickly to get him involved. Everybody clicked. Everybody synced. And it led to one of the most memorable UK football seasons of all time. Uh, in the conversation, certainly. And Levis will be back. Cohen will be back but they will have to find a replacement for Wandell because he's taking his talents to the NFL, and and rightfully so. Yeah, and something that Mark Stoops mentioned uh, in the Citrus Bowl postgame that's worth reiterating is that as much as Wandell helped Kentucky reach the new heights and get this 10-win season, you know, it was a mutually beneficial relationship. Uh, he got pigeonholed into a weird role at Nebraska, it was coaching malpractice by Scott Frost, but he was splitting times as a running back. And NFL scouts were probably like, well, is this dude actually legit? <clears throat> Excuse me. And he came to Kentucky. He improved his skills as a pass catcher, as a route runner. He went to work. And 
it wasn't something where he thought that he was going to come in and things were just going to be handed to him. Part of the reason he was so successful is that he wasted no time getting to campus, going to work, and earning his peers' respect to where when he stepped on that football field, everybody knew not only he was the best player on the field, but that he was doing things the right way, and it produced results. Um, what Wandell accomplished was remarkable. Uh, I, I think I said it earlier in this week, but I, I thought that that receiving yards record, there was no way he could reach it. But he was just a man possessed towards the end of the year. He steadily improved throughout. And I think the thing that makes him so endearing to Kentucky fans, it's not as much as the the yards and receptions. Like, yes, the, the records are awesome, and we're going to be able to, to state that clearly, you know, years down the road. But I think what really made him a lovable Kentucky football player was that he was one of us, and he was the toughest son of a gun you've ever seen. I mean, I remember early in the season, he had the plays where he's catching it short of the goal line, and he's just lowering his shoulder, trying to power through dudes to get to the end zone. How many times was he stuck on the ground this year, TJ, and you're like, oh, God, he's not going to get up, and then – 10 seconds later, he like throws his helmet up, hops off, and then starts firing up the crowd. We had this guy at St. Rayfield Giants, uh, the best CSAA football program in the history of the CSAA football program. <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, he was in seventh grade. He wasn't a good player whatsoever, but he could do that cool thing where he could be on his back and then just jump up, you know? Oh, man. Uh, who was the UK cool. player that could do that? Was it TV Williams? Um, generally, it's a little, it's smaller guys, you know? Right, um, right. Because it's tough a, to do. UK had a player that could do it, uh, but this guy for the San Rafael Giants could do it in pads. And like, you know, we'd like start like sometimes our pregames with him just doing that. I think before we beat the bums at Notre Dame Academy, he he got us pumped oh, up by doing that little trick before the game. Uh, Wandell didn't do that, but like he basically did that. He seemed like he'd like rise from the dead at times where you're like, oh, there's uh, three 260-pound Georgia linemen falling on top of him and outside linebackers falling on top of him. He may quite literally be dead. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's pumping up the crowd. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> and you are right, Roush. There is – I think a lot of Kentuckians just have this underdog attitude to them. It's not necessarily unique to only Kentucky, but we grow up you know, maybe I don't know if our parents and their parents' generations dealt with it as much, not in the social media era, but growing up in the social media era, we were told how dumb Kentuckians were, how stupid we are, and growing up as UK football fans, how bad we are at football and how they yeah. play real football in the South, but not in Kentucky. And a lot of Kentuckians, whether it's football, sports related, not sports related, or just life, we carry around this little chip on our shoulder, and unfortunately, not 99% of us aren't born with athletic genes enough to do anything about it on a sports field. So instead, we try to work harder in other areas. We try to get, ed you know, we we go to college, we go to school, we go as far in school as we can afford, or we can, or we're privileged enough to get. And we try to get smart, and we try to create our own luck and our fortune, and prove people wrong across the way. And we we kind of take that Kentucky stamp with pride. And then to see somebody that could equate it to a football field while wearing blue and white with UK on their helmet, beating SEC teams all throughout the South. He was awesome. Fan favorite. Yeah. If, if, if you had another year, 
Uh, I couldn't imagine what kind of nil money he could have racked up, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be NFL money, Roush, you know? Yeah. And At the end of the day, it's not going to be NFL money. Well, and it's also, you know, how much how much more can you do, you know, as a – to like, yes, you can get better, but to improve his draft stock, the only thing that's holding him back at this point is that he's a short-sought receiver, and there's kind of a – as much as the NFL has taken away their height discrepancies, like he can't, he can't get taller, you know. He's, he is who he is. He just had the best season you could possibly have at Kentucky. Uh, his draft stock, it's pretty high. Going into the bowl season, uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic, who's a pretty pretty well-respected draft analyst, had him as the number 14 pass catcher, 14 wide receiver in the draft last year. That was a third-round pick at about 89 overall. I have a feeling that that is going to rise just based on his big playmaking ability in the Citrus Bowl. Um, maybe if it's not dramatic, it still should be you know a day-two pick, which is – uh, about a million dollar signing bonus and a salary that's worth about that much of that first year. So, uh, you know, it's you, it's hard to turn that down, especially if you were able to catch 104 passes and take all those hits and still be healthy. So, uh, best of luck to Wandell. Um, I, I know a lot of folks wish they could have seen him play a little bit longer, but you know, it's you can't think about it. In hindsight, you got to just appreciate what we had. And what we had was unbelievable. Just such a talent. I mean, he, he his the, his playing style really embodied the culture of Kentucky. And he, he embraced it, man. I mean, hell, he was down waving the flag at South Carolina. It felt like one of us, you know, just yeah. Hate, yeah. hating on South Carolina, hating on – it was it – was, he was one of us, and uh, he's going to be a beloved Wildcat for a long, long time. Absolutely so, and there. If if you just like a little bit worse, just like a little bit worse, you probably may get him back because you know NFL teams aren't crazy about his size, and 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 the nil could be appealing enough maybe to not feel like you got to just take your chance in the NFL. Uh, but I don't know how an NFL team could really overlook him. I get it, first round, no, second round, probably not, but. This was a Kentucky offense that for a couple of years stunk in the passing attack. And then this kid comes in year one and basically puts up stats that makes him the number one or the number two wide receiver in the best football league in the history of the world. How do you, you can't ignore that. I mean, then you look at Rondell Moore and you look at some of these other slot guys that are having success in the NFL. And I I could totally see uh, a team taking him a little earlier than maybe some are expecting. And I don't think it'd be a bad, is there any doubt that he's not going to have some success in the NFL? He just seems, he seems a little too big. He seems too big to fail in my opinion. Famous last words. Well, you know, knock on wood, obviously, and injuries can happen and stuff out of his control, but I think it's too big to fail. I think as long as he's healthy and he's got his same work ethic and he's got his same mentality. He's going to find a way to catch passes on a regular basis in the NFL. And like I said, I'll be a fan of his moving forward for a long time. And Roush, it is not a bad thing for UK that when he gets drafted, it's going to say Kentucky, that his highlights are going to almost be exclusively when he's playing in blue and white. And 
if Kentucky is trying to look for a transfer portal receiver, another one, or for their 2023 recruiting efforts and on onward and forward, hey, look, look what we did with this guy. We don't care about your size. We don't care about for transfers. We don't care about where you've been. We don't care about, you know, the past necessarily. Come join us playing this offense and if you're talented enough you can put up numbers like Wandell Robinson and that's going to be a good recruiting tool for Kentucky and I would and, and maybe it's how you got the Virginia Tech dude and maybe it's the reason you'll end up adding somebody else to the fold yeah um I think a lot of that is dependent on you know that this is where you start getting into the numbers game TJ because yeah you know uh there's a the the COVID year allows a lot of guys to return, and I think those decisions are going to affect how aggressive you're going to be in the portal uh, at certain positions because you've already gotten one receiver um, and you've recruited really well at that position. If you can only get three guys and you want one of them to be an edge, you want one of them to be a corner. When it comes down to the the best available, you've, you 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 have to be picky, um, and at a certain point, just trust how you've recruited elsewhere. So I think if we start seeing a lot of folks say that they're coming back for super senior seasons, uh, DeAndre Square, he was on the the BBN radio last night show, and I was expecting him to say I'm coming back, but he actually gave us a. Well, I, it's coming soon, but I'm not ready to make a decision yet. You're like, oh, come on, Square. Um, but I expect him to come back. Uh, I expect Jacquez Jones to return. Uh, you know, if Chris Rodriguez comes back, which I, you know, I'm kind of leaning that I think he's going to do that as well. You, you, you might not have room for a bunch of transfers, and uh, I, I think for the most part, the in that equation, it was something that Michael Scott didn't know because he didn't go to business school, um, but retaining your players is often better than hiring a new one. Right. Ron, Ron Howard learned that at business school. <laughs> he learned a lot of business school. Uh, I didn't I, learn how to use the microwave though. Am I right? No, he sure didn't. Not for the cheesy pita. Um, Bully announced he's leaving too. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah he did announce. And that, and that was pretty much, his was kind of a given. I don't know if Yusuf Corker has said anything yet, but I expect him to end up going pro. But the the two the the two big ones out there are uh, and aside from Rodriguez, uh, that feels like kind of an obvious one. Uh, but uh, Jordan Wright and Dare Rosenthal, just because finding replacements for either is just difficult. Uh, their decisions could. If, if they both decide to return, which I, I kind of heard, I heard some encouraging news about that yesterday. That well, could be huge for next season. Huge for next season. All right. No way that you let us down. Yeah. When have I ever let anybody down? When That's it comes true. To That's true. That's true. Perfect track record. 100% Roush is what they call you. No, that is interesting tidbits. I was going to ask you about those guys anyway, so I'm glad you brought it up and, and to the listeners as well. Uh, that would be significant that'd be good uh, last season i think you got some we got some news of guys returning that were 
50-50, uh, you know, uh, the percentages were close to 50-50. They may go 10 or 15 percentage points one way or another on those guys. And we got some good news with some guys returning heading into the 2021 season. Look what happened, Roush. It ended up being a pretty mm-hmm. special year. So if you can get some good news on a few guys that are seem like they should come back, but it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if they were deciding to leave, that would also be good news as well. And with the nil era, you can provide for your family. You know, you don't have to go find professional options. You can stay, continue to get an education, provide for your your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. Your If you have a kid, which people in college, you know, for the most part, probably shouldn't be having kids, but that's neither here nor there. You can stay in college and support them now, Roush, and it's really exciting times in college athletics. I think it's a good thing for college sports that this is where we're at. You don't want to have to push people out the door when they don't have a degree or they may not totally be ready, but they feel like they're running out of options. So uh, vanilla is good for college sports, and it's been good for Kentucky too. So looking forward to seeing those decisions and then allowing us to start looking at depth charts for 2022. And at some point this summer, we're going to look at the schedule, and we'll get spring practice here in a couple months before you know it. And uh, even though September 2022 seems really, really far away, We'll have a lot of fun getting there along the way. So, uh, and hopefully with some good announcements. And just to to add, like I know we talked about it with Will Levis about man being the quarterback returning. It's great for nil and blah blah blah. Man, DeAndre Square, he is like the perfect candidate to show why nil can be such a good thing because Square doesn't have the NFL measurements that. Are desired and and that's part of the reason why he he deals with a lot of nagging injuries uh you know he'll play through a lot of hurt stuff because he's just real banged up uh because he doesn't have that frame that nfl frame but to have the citrus bowl that he had you come back for another year and you know real recognize real if you will so i i, I think that he can be the the uh uh, a great example for how nil can really help athletes that wouldn't necessarily cash in uh, all of the time because they just they just aren't NFL players. It's great college players, but not necessarily NFL talent. Square can still benefit from the blood, sweat, and tears he's put in the football program. Yeah, and of course, of course she could. I think any of the people that we've mentioned deciding to come back could really benefit from it. Maybe the one that is most like, are you what you are is Chris Rodriguez. But if you are what you are, NFL teams aren't super pumped about you. So why not continue to play football and make money if you can? And then, hell, maybe maybe your stats are too hard to ignore. I don't yeah. know. Well, and maybe you'd, you'd take care of that fumbling problem. I know sure. like sure. knock on wood, he didn't he didn't. Re- it wasn't really a thing uh, the second half of the season. If you do that for another full season, then maybe they're like they won't ding you as much, you know. Maybe yeah, you he- can actually get your ten yards average carry. There, there you go. And, and he could maybe get a little quicker lateral quickness. Continue to show that he can catch passes out of the backfield, which was a pretty nice year for him doing that, um, which was good to see. Yeah, there are things that, that, you know, I shouldn't say he's a finished product. That wasn't my intent. But he there are things that he can improve on. And 
you may as well take the knocks against you out of the equation if you can. And you're right, the fumbling would 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 go a long way. Uh, we need to go to our first break. I don't think we're going to wait too long to get into the Thornton's text line because it's going to bring up a lot of good topics and it'll take us a bunch of different ways. And I think text create text. So I think once people start hearing some text, more text will start rolling in on the Thornton's text line. But Justin Kalen wants to tell you about Thornton, and he wants to tell you about Thornton's right now. Thornton's is pretty awesome. They've got the best breakfast sandwiches, and I won't lie when I tell you that I get a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant every single morning. Uh, They've got coffee, iced coffee, hot coffee, whatever type of coffee you want, and you also cannot forget about their donuts, Wide Willies. They've got traditional glazed chocolate ice donuts, all the greatest things at Thornton's. Make sure you visit Thornton's every morning, just like me. You can, you too can be Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We will be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on KRC, Kentucky Roll Call this morning. Our Louisville friends are undefeated in conference play, but they're not very happy. Oh, you man. Notice that? Uh, most embarrassing win uh, I've ever watched was uh, a word that one of my friends used to describe last night's victory over Pitt. Uh, pretty hilarious the way that game ended. I did not – like I, I was doing a little bit of work, so I didn't see how it all transpired. But was there two or three technicals in the last minute? I don't know. There was like, I think like five or six called in the entire game. I don't. I, so here's what happened. I'm watching this game. The Amazing Race is back. Did anybody know that? Uh, I, I heard them. I saw them teasing it. Um, yeah, same. I didn't. I, I don't know if I ever even saw them teasing it. Um, but all of a sudden it was just like on. And we're watching it because I'm like, how are they going to do the Amazing Race during a pandemic? And interesting enough, I'm going to get back to the U of L game. Interesting enough. They started the season before the pandemic happened. So you're seeing like the the first leg, they go to London and they do two legs in London because London Mm -hmm. is supposedly a pretty big city, I've been told. And yeah, that's what they say. That's what I've never been, but they say it's a pretty large city. City Yeah, old city too. Uh, The Windy City, many people call it. But they go there for two legs and then they say after the third leg is when they tell them that like, hey, there's a worldwide pandemic going on and we got to shut this thing down and get you all home ASAP before you all get stuck wherever we are. And they kind of showed a little teaser for that heading into the into the next week. But it's in February. Like, you can tell it's cold. Like, you know, it's about to be March 2020 when they're shooting this and nobody's wearing masks and, like, people are kissing strangers and hugging strangers. And it's so it's so weird to see. So I was flipping back and forth between the Amazing Race and the U of L game. And I thought UofL was going to win. And then my friend message group, which is predominantly UofL for fans, they're kind of freaking out. So I, I flipped back over, and UofL was up four. There's 40 seconds left. 
Pitt had made just like a little bit of a run, but not enough to really get into it. And then U of L hit a three to go up seven with about 40 seconds left. So the wife and I looked at each other and we said, it's amazing race time, nonstop, baby. Here we go. And we flipped back over to CBS. And then my friend group really blew up. <laughs> and I flipped back over to see, you know, Pitt have a chance to to tie there at the end of regulation. So I didn't see the Chris Mack technical in those final 40 seconds. I don't really know what happened. Supposedly Pittsburgh had like 30 technicals in the first like three minutes of the game. Just seemed like a really, really bizarre basketball it's, game. Uh, it was funny because after the game, uh, Bob Valvano, he does, he, he, him and Mike Pratt have similar interviewing styles where they don't always just ask a question. They just kind of say stuff and they expect a response. And, <laughs> Oh gosh, Bob Bobby oh, gosh, B, what did yeah. you have? He said, So you got a technical on the last minute. You know you can't do that, right? And Mac just goes, I know, I know. <laughs> oh man. He's getting he's getting lectured by by the radio guy. And you know what? The radio guy's right. What are you doing, you idiot? You want to flap your gums? Wait till the game is over. He got a technical, and then Malik Williams had fouled out of the game, and he got a technical on the bench, which I didn't even know was possible. Oh, my Crazy. gosh. So that's how Pittsburgh got that seven-point lead so close with 40. So it was two? Yeah. It was Okay. And I saw that Malik uh, Williams was the first player in UofL history to finish a game with six fouls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've told oh, this story before, but, but remind me of the end of my junior year at intramural basketball at UK where we were eliminated from the tournament and I got my second technical taking my shoes off after the buzz, like two minutes after the buzzer sounded. And I was like, how can you give me a technical? My season's over. And he was like, well, now you're going to have to meet with the intramural offices. So have fun with that. And I was like, you're such a loser, dude. You're such a loser. And then I went and met with the intramural offices and they were like, how can we make intramurals better? And I was like, well, first off, stop having loser referees. But no, I didn't say that. Um, six fouls. Way to go for Malik. Pretty exciting stuff. Pretty oh, exciting man. stuff. Yeah. I, uh, but, I think I, I famously fouled out of my last uh, five games after never fouling out in my career. But it was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, might as well go down swinging. I bet that last game you were just like, I'm definitely fouling out. No oh yeah, butts about it. And in the last game too, it was one of those where you knew pretty early on that we were just screwed. Like shots were, I think we had four points in a quarter, oh, and no. like like layups. It was just we were we were a walking funk, a walking funk. It was it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Hey, it happens. It happens. But at Louisville, I mean, Pittsburgh's terrible. They did get one of their better players back yesterday. How about the Pittsburgh guy wearing a mask around his chin for the entire game? Anybody want to speak up and just talk about the idiocracy of that? No? Just ignore it and move no, on? It was Act his, like it didn't uh, happen? Chin diaper. And like the thing is, nobody, nobody there was ever thinking, like, oh, that guy needs to pull that mask up. So just take it off. Why do they even make him put it around his chin? What are we doing? Who is in like who is the adults in the room here? Goodness gracious. Uh, oh, but well, I mean, he was getting technicals. Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel. Oh, I'm surprised. I am a little just talking college basketball. I'm a little surprised he wasn't able to get better dudes at Pittsburgh. Uh, the what was, his name? Big. what was his name? Justin Justin Champagne. I ring a bell to you. Uh, yeah, that rings a bell. I think he was gonna 
grad transfer to St. John's. I don't know if he ended up doing that or going pro or what ended up happening. He was a really nice player for Pittsburgh that played for Capital last season and a couple seasons, I believe. Uh, I have a buddy that's from the area that was telling me the reason he transferred was things got a little, some, some girl, some, you know, Patrick Sparks, Rajon Rondo situations, Ooh. girlfriends. You, you, you remember that rumor well, Roush, way back in the day? Oh, definitely, definitely. And you know, that's why, Many people, and when I say many people, I mean like two people, are saying that Caleb Williams will go to North Carolina because that's where his girlfriend is. His girlfriend's like a soccer player or something. And a lot of the high-profile transfers, like Keaton Slovis is going to Pitt because his girlfriend plays sports at Pitt. Uh, there was another big one, too, that I can't, um, I can't recall. I can't recall which quarterback that was. But, hey, the girlfriends, they're, uh, they're pretty persuasive. No, no, you're, you're – you're... You're going down the wrong girlfriend avenue here. Oh, you mean they were with the other person's girlfriend on the team? uh, A teammate sharing system not mutually agreed upon. Ah, so Billy Gillespie, Alex Legion. Is the rumors. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Alex (laughs) Legion, that was was a coach thing. But there were the rumors with Patrick Sparks and Rondo, similar storylines there. It was... The way it was told was it was Sparks' girlfriend. Right, right, right. And Rondo just didn't care. The other way around around could have been pretty hilarious, though. Like Patrick Sparks just stealing people's girlfriends on the team. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Steel Girl. Driving around in like a Honda Accord with like having uh, Wu's girlfriend in the passenger seat. (laughs) Oh, man. Speak, while we're just doing old making fun of our friends from a long time ago, uh, one of my friends did the thing where he would change his like Facebook name quite often. And at one point, he, he was like, first name, Mr. Steelio Girl, last name. And so he's been Mr. Steelio Girl ever since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. Justin, you ever stole somebody's girlfriend before? Um, I don't really know how to answer this. Uh, we're going to go no. So it sounds like it's a yes. This may be a Patreon type situation. Whoa! Whoa! Patreon is dead and gone. They're dead. <laughs> they locked us out and never gave me the keys back. But wait, for, you're going to have obviously have to tell it. For for the record, I mean, I know one instance where you quite literally did steal somebody's girlfriend. It's true, yeah. Now, that's not even the one I was thinking of. But. <laughs> Justin is Mr. Steel Girl. Justin is the most interesting man in the world, second to none. Trevor doesn't have stealing girlfriend stories. No, it's Andrew. What's about it? For what it's worth, I don't have stealing girlfriend stories either. Oh, no. But for the sake of the radio, we're just going to say no. I never have. What? No, we're not. This is not how the KRC works. We're open books. We tell everybody about it. No, it's not. We tell everybody about everything about all of our lives. Tell everybody how much money you make after taxes. Go. $69. Uh, $69. <laughs> nice. Wow, you're rich. <laughs> oh, uh, fine. If you don't want to tell it, but I, sound- it's just not it's just not on air appropriate. So essentially, uh was this, was this the hot Indiana Pekin girl? The what? The yeah, the IU video girl? Oh no. This- oh, oh no. No, okay. no. no. Because if it me, involves her, you're going to have to tell it one way or another. No, 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 no. No, me, me and her were, it, it was pretty normal boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Okay, but was she still dating your friend or was this after? Oh, she never dated. None of my friends could get her. 
Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. They just thought they could, and you're. I would. T- I would tell them that to their face too. Oh, Scoots is. Uh, Mr. Let's Scoots go. Is stepping his game up. I just imagine Scoots around, you know, his arm around that girl, looking at his friends, being like, "She's mine, y'all. Can't have what? her." What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, maybe a texture can try to open up Justin a little bit, get more details about this this very interesting caveat that he drops for us in the meantime we'll go to the text line 502-414-1450 a lot that we need to get to we'll get to it an hour or two but may as well read a few texts here see what the textures have to say today uh one texture on the thornton's text line says last night's lsu game was annoying because we were good enough to win had a chance to win oscar uncharacteristically had a moment of panic but ultimately we lost a road game to a number one defensive team in the country without severe it's poor timing but it probably a good sign overall. Yeah, well, yeah. hold on, Texter. That seems a little too reasonable. Well, and also the messages are much more reasonable when you remove yourself. You give your it's the cooling off period. That's why they they wait a little while before uh, folks can you know do interviews. They they give them like a 10, 15 minute break before interviews just so they can cool off, let the emotions die down. And, you know, the BBN, we need a cooling-off period as well. Yeah, cooling-off period is always pretty pretty uh, wise just to take a step back and kind of understand the the context of a game. Nobody likes losing. That's the thing. That, that's like for the, the biggest baby Kentucky fans that are always like doom and gloom, got a fire. Do you think – Do you think the other people don't like losing? Do you think other folks, are you under the impression that other UK basketball fans are content with UK basketball losing games ever? No, just some people have brains big enough to understand the context of how it all unfolded. That's the way that it works. And you also can't convince me uh, that on Cats Illustrated message boards, there's just not plants that are just trolling. (laughs) Some of the takes are just too dumb to be real humans. I mean, real yeah. humans that are like actually having real opinions. I, I hope, they, they got they got to just be trolls. I hope y'all are following message board geniuses because, uh, man, there is um, it's it's not uh, immune to other schools. There are plenty of really bad, ludicrous takes everywhere, and um, it's amusing to see them without any context uh, because you just realize, like, oh, some people lose their minds over this stuff. They just do. Yeah, maybe at some point, you know, if we ever have like a slow show, we could just read some of those comments because they're pretty hilarious and they're not they're not grounded in reality. But you'll always have like two or three people be like, thank you for saying what needed to be said. (laughs) Uh, Texter on the Thorns text line says, hey, sports talker, get your positivity out of here. The Danter Callows is too strong offer Wade. What is curmudgeon's event for 24 hours? I challenge you or Rash to name the last time Cal coached us to a close win. Close if you win. want to vent, you can vent, but just don't be dumb and venting. What, like, there's ways to the vent and be frustrated. Uh, close win. Can we? I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, people, cause... people. I'm sure, what, the, the Florida win in 2020? I, I'm gar- I guarantee Kentucky had a close win, win last year. Uh, the game at... Well, I think they kind of blew out Tennessee last year on the road. But I don't know how many times folks need to hear that last year stunk and was a bad basketball team. The year before was a national title contending basketball team. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are we doing? Last year stunk. That was last season. 
this is this season. This season does not stink. And then the year before then was a good season. And Kentucky won on the road its last game before they they shut down college basketball, which I did not agree with. Yeah, and, and I think Calipari's the, the biggest hurdle to overcoming last year is that as much as we tell ourselves that it was a throwaway season, like your head is saying that, but your heart still remembers that pain. And it just it takes a while to overcome all of that. And it takes getting some big wins. You got a huge win over North Carolina. That did a lot to help heal those wounds. But you still like that that was an opportunity to to do that on Tuesday night, but uh injuries and some ill time late decisions and a stupid long scoring drought uh, got in the way of that. So uh, there's still plenty more opportunities. The SEC, as Jay Billis reiterated multiple times on that broadcast, and as much as washed as you might think he is, he's correct in this. The SEC is the best basketball conference in America this year. Kentucky's going to have plenty of opportunities to get close quality wins, and it's going to happen this year. I'm confident that that will be the case. Yeah, I like the text before. Just LSU's a good team. Kentucky was without key players, and they still had the ball, very briefly, down one with 14 seconds to go, a chance to take the lead with just a bucket. Last year, Kentucky beat Mississippi State by five in double overtime, the Dante Allen game. They beat Vanderbilt by three. Uh, You should never beat Vanderbilt by three, but that is what it is. Uh, They beat Auburn by two uh, in a close game. They won at Vanderbilt by four. So there's a few Cal winning cl- close Ooh, games. Oh no, nope, no, nope. TJ Cal didn't coach the Mississippi State game. That was uh, oh! who, who did we give credit to for that game? It wow. wasn't Kenny Payne. It was uh, who do we? Was who it Bruiser? We I th- maybe. I think we gave no, we didn't give any Bruiser. credit to Tony Barbie though, did we? Not a chance in France. No, it was was it Tony Barbie? I thought it was Barbie. Yeah, uh, maybe it was Barbie. But it was Kenny Payne, though, that planted the seeds. Kenny Payne's been gone. Yeah, but Kenny Payne. <laughs> UK stunk last year because no Kenny Payne. People forget that. <laughs> People forget that. Nothing to do with Devin Askew or just kind of a bad roster overall, but Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne, and because <sighs> Johnny Jazang did really well at UCLA, it made things worse. <laughs> A texter says, if we make a deep tournament run, can we roll C.J. Frederick out in a wheelchair in the second half to motivate our team? I have a feeling this would work. Love it. Great idea. Oh, man, that is a great idea. Yeah. Suck it, Auburn. What a – losers. I knew I knew when they did that that it wasn't going to be good news. Oh, man. It was, um, it was fun hearing uh, Iowa folks talk about C.J. Frederick. They were like, you know, he's a good player. He's, you know, just – Struggle staying healthy. And uh, they said they were surprised at the way things went down because CJ appeared to have a good relationship with Fran McCaffrey. And his uncle, who played there, had a good relationship. And he's like, man, his uncle would call in. And he, we, he'd call in our radio show unprompted, and we couldn't get him off the air. Uh, <laughs> but then his uncle ended up being almost the uh, – he was the one who started putting stuff on Facebook about CJ coming back to UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, wa- he was interesting. I was, How the turntables. Going, I was wondering where you were going with that. The uncle lo- loves talking about his nephew. 
good number good, one uncle. Yeah, number one uncle. Sure. I, I wonder what Iowa fans think of Fan McCaffrey because they seem pretty level-headed for the most part. Iowa fans, or at least just kind of reading what they were saying about the bowl game. I'm sure they've got loony fans just like anybody does. But how, how do they not think that Fran's just a big old jerk? Well, the thing, so I think what it is is that Iowa basketball and Iowa, like they're 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 not so different than the inverse of Kentucky fans, where in basketball they're just happy that they're in the conversation right now because they've had some terrible coaches um, previously, and in football they do lose their minds. Um, apparently, like Spencer Petrus, like used his post game comments to say like. You know, I can handle this stuff, but my mom sees what you read, and it's really hard on her. So, like, if you all could just show yeah. a little sympathy just for my mom's case. Uh, the 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 columnist that was sitting next to me was talking about defending him, and he didn't care because Iowa fans are idiots. Uh, and then apparently they went off on the Barstool guys because the Iowa fullback didn't win their fullback trophy. Um, he came in third behind the Wisconsin fullback. <laughs> And so they got very mad online. So, no, Iowa football fans, they're just as crazy as Kentucky basketball fans, but they kind of keep it in check when it comes to Iowa basketball. Did Iowa's tight end win the best tight end award? Uh, that, I, I, I don't. Good. He's a good player, LaFlora. Mackey Award. Yeah, let's see who won the Mackey Award uh, in this year. Um, it was the guy, Trey McBride, who. Colorado Trey State. McBride? That's what it looks like. Yeah, Trey McBride from Colorado State won the Mackey Award. Oh, I wouldn't have been how the, you know, how, the, how the hell do you know Trey McBride is the tight end of Colorado State? I've heard Trey McBride before. I mean, how? what other Colorado State football player do you think I would know? I would know zero of Colorado State football players. Yeah, didn't, Cal, didn't, didn't Kyle Pitts win it the year before? I believe so, and I believe, Seems Justin, fun. that this whole time he's just he Googled quicker than I did. I didn't Google crap, all right? We didn't fix anything. We just happened to be filming the funerals where the caskets dropped. <laughs> I think you should leave reference. Why are there all right, so our- bodies? <laughs> <laughs> they say we can't be on Corn Cob TV anymore. <laughs> Hilarious show on Netflix. Pretty, pretty sure Corn Cob TV like, exists somewhere. Uh, there's plenty of corn cob TV out there. A lot of corn cob radio for sure, if nothing else. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, end hour one. We'll come back. We need to talk basketball. Cal had some comments on Shaden Sharp last night that we're going to discuss. He had some comments on some other things that we'll discuss as well. Uh, what else do we have? We've got other stuff. I'll pull up my list here soon. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Don't go anywhere. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb will be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Week going by relatively quick, I would say, for it not being our favorite week of the year. First week back, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
no holidays really to look forward to, but I, I, it's been moving at least fairly quickly for me personally. Happy to hear it. Thank you. I, I think that's the case. I can't believe it's already Thursday, so that's good. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Was that a laugh, Justin? As a as a slight little chuckle. Unbelievable. I got a laugh on that. That's great. I'll tell the most hilarious <laughs> jokes, and I won't even get a smile from Justin, but then something stupid like that gets him going. That's Love the thing. It. Yeah, yeah, you always get me with those little dumb dad jokes. <sighs> Love it. Mm, I got to – Got to gotta make sure I can, it's just got to play to my audience. So if that's what it takes to get a little laugh out of Justin, I, I can play the hits if need be. Um, has <laughs> always plays the hits each oh, and every time. And they've got a lot of hits they, too. Oh, well, they, they don't miss. They, they really don't miss. I mean, wildly uh, addictive chips, uh, fresh guacamole, spicy salsa, uh, warm, melty queso. I mean, they really have it all. Burrito bowls, taco salads. See, and that's the that's the thing that really hits this time of the year because you can get the taco salad and you're like, hey, still on my diet. Like, we're good to go. It's great. And it's all at Salsaritas. Uh, they've got two locations, and we had a debate over which one's best, but they're both great in my book. Can't go oh, wrong with either. You can't go wrong with either. You can't go wrong with a cheesy quesadilla, a really meaty, delicious burrito. Uh, maybe you want tacos. They've got so many different meats you can put in your tacos. The wife always gets tacos there. She likes to get the soft tacos. And she will get like things on it that really gross me out. Guacamole, sour cream, that stuff. Yeah. The amount of sour cream they will put on these tacos. Goodness gracious. Too much. I mean, I, 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 you can tell them light, too. They won't, they won't load you up if you don't want to. Well, sure, you can tell them whatever you want, and they'll do it, and they'll listen to you. But my my wife is just a big sour cream girl, she's so just, she'll. Uh, she's just gross. It's disgusting. It it really it, I it, it is, but uh, they'll do whatever you want at Salsaritas, and if you like that stuff, it's the place to be. And if you don't like that stuff, I promise you, they have something there that you will like. They've got something for everybody, good for the whole family. Uh, I've got a friend. They've got multiple kids. They say whenever they just need a dinner night out, Salsaritas is the perfect place because it's mm, quick. Good the call. food is ready for you. You don't have to like wait, and uh, it's just you order, you sit down. The food is there when you go and sit down. There's a fountain drink machine. You can go up there. You don't have to wait for refills. It's a perfect little night out without having to break the bank or spend an hour and 30 minutes with a bunch of screaming kids at a restaurant jumping out of the booth and doing that sort of stuff so they got two locations in louisville middletown it has a drive-through st matthew's newly renovated you got to go in there and check it out download the app it's going to save you some money we love our friends at salsaritas and you will too roush i'd love to see shade and sharp in a uk jersey playing sooner rather than later it'd be pretty great wouldn't it uh it would be Cal Perry said last night on his show that um, he's here, but they're uh, you know he's got to he's got to get in shape, got to get in shape. Yeah, uh, I wonder what that means. I would imagine that he's probably in a pretty like solid shape already. But yeah, okay, that's fine. He's he he's got to get in shape. We're cool with that. Uh, did you? Did you hear him talk, or did you just read the quotes? No big deal, one way or another. Uh, it was uh, I had it on and off. You know, it was okay. one of those. Yeah, I, I just I, I was just wondering if you thought his tone was like, yeah, I think we're going to see him play, or it was more, hey, pump the brakes. He he's got a long way to go. I, I didn't get like he didn't. Um, he wasn't dismissive from what I heard because I kind of 
Like it was one of those things where it was kind of faint in the background. I was like, "Ooh, let me turn this up." And he, you know, he wasn't he wasn't dismissive of it. That that was at least his tone. I agree. I, I think we're going to see him, and I and I do think they're going to try to take their time with him. But uh, I, I think you'll I think you'll see him play this year. He said he's not ready to be playing in games just yet. He just got to campus a couple of days ago. Mom and dad were here with them, and they went back. But he's he's a great kid. Uh, Cal was bragging about he's taller than they thought that he was, and he you know saying all the right things and whatnot. I think you'll see him when I've got no clue, but I, I just. Going back to the conversations we had a month ago, Roush, two months ago, whenever the news broke that he was going to maybe enroll mid-semester, you don't just – you don't stick this – you don't not play this beautiful piece that you have. You you don't not play a freak athlete that someday may be an NBA All-Star. You go out and you find a way to make it work and you get him in a game. Now, if that takes some time, that's fine. You can be patient with it. But when March rolls around, Sharp needs to be getting some minutes. Just needs yeah. to be. I mean, and and even I mean, it should take what a month at the most, you know. Like, uh, I, you, you'd like to see him integrated. I think before things get before you feel like you're in too deep, you know. Um, so it's going to be a process. We're going to be playing this waiting game for a while, uh, but I, you know, I it's it's worth it. I think it's worth it to to be patient for this because this guy he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. Yeah, he, he is a really talented basketball player. And we know Wheeler can kind of get inside, not the best finisher, pretty good for his size, but not the best finisher. Uh, Washington can't really finish. He can get inside, but he can't finish through contact. Sharp is somebody that can finish through contact. He's somebody that can get by his man, get to the rim, and get fouled. That's something that's missing from this team, Roush. I think he would add it to the equation, and I, I hope that uh, – I hope I don't know. I don't think I don't think Cal would be weird and not play him just for not play. I, I don't see any. I, I really just can somebody paint a scenario where he wouldn't play. That actually makes sense to me. Um, I can't unless unless he's just not what we think he is. Yeah, unless he's just bad. Which, yeah, and if he's not what we think he is, then there's gonna be some trouble for next year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't have a good one. I mean, you could have the team chemistry folks, but I you, you play who's your best player. So yeah, I don't. I I can't. May, maybe I'm blinded by my beliefs. I don't think that's the case, though. I just don't. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't play that that makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and Kentucky, you know, they didn't play Hamadou Diallo that one year. Um, they didn't play Ty Winyard, although he went to go check in, which was really strange and interesting. Uh, but Sharp, I think, is different than these dudes. I just, I think he is. I think he brings something to the table that this team is missing, and I, I hope that, uh, I hope that we see him. And if it's in February, that's fine. If it's in late January, that's fine. I just think at some point you need to do it. And I go with the philosophy of let them figure out the game. As he figures out the game, I really would put him in on Saturday, assuming he's eligible, assuming he can play. I would, even if it's just for a couple minutes there in garbage time. Let him figure it out as he goes. I know he just had his first workout, but what you're going to beat Georgia by a billion. They're one of quite literally the worst teams in college basketball. What What's the harm? They did get AP what's top it? 25 votes this week, though. 
Yeah. Did you see that? I did. Somebody just accidentally put Georgia instead of Gonzaga. I mean, it's embarrassing that it went all the way through and nobody stopped it. But yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but hopefully we see him. So that was a shade and sharp update from last evening. You want to get back to this text line? Yeah, let's uh let's get back to the text line. 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Everybody loves Thornton's. We talk about it all the time. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. A texter says, if we uh, Mintz played point guard last year for UK. Shows you how bad that team was. First off, not really. Not really. <laughs> Didn't play it well. <laughs> not really. Secondly, this text is so bad, I just would imagine it's probably a UK Pez text, but... UK was nine and sixteen last year, buddy. So if he did play point guard last year, nine and sixteen. And secondly, Kentucky and and you know I, Cal was getting bashed left and right last season as he went. One of my biggest complaints and criticism was just not pulling the plug on Askew. Like I don't care if you don't have a point guard, that guy is not your leader, leading point guard. But Cal took way too long figuring out that he's not good enough. And Cal's a loyal dude. Like, he'll let people work through mistakes a lot of times as long as they're playing hard, trying hard, have the right mindset and attitude. He pulled, He waited way too long to pull the plug on Askew. And you can make a case maybe he never really fully did, although I think he did by the end of February. But disagree with the text that Mintz played point guard last year, maybe in small doses here and there. But again, Kentucky was terrible. So either he didn't play point guard because – he didn't for most of the season or the small times that he did, it wasn't great because Kentucky was not in 16. So you pick your poison with that one. UK Pez. I can only assume that text came from you <laughs> with the amount the of cumulative, we've created <laughs> with the amount show. of cumulative, with the amount of cumulative success over several decades from local big three hoops programs. It's particularly disgusting to hear whiny crap from local fans. IU fans after Sunday and UK fans after last night. Oh, it must be, maybe this is a, this wasn't for us. They're not losing games. They should win due to officiating. Look in the mirror. Um, Louisville fans are mad after a win. So, yeah, it's. I would just say that in general, the local Big Three Hoops program, not in the healthiest they've ever been. Uh, I mean, Indiana, it's been decades, decades uh, since they've had any success, but at least it hasn't been just, you know, months since their last scandal, which is happening to our friends over at UofL. And meanwhile, Cal. There's no denying that Kentucky isn't running the show like they once were. They've been in contention, but they aren't the they aren't the talk of college basketball uh, like they were for the first four or five years of Cal's tenure. So um, it things have been better, but you know what? Kentucky's still the best of the big three, so they can suck it. Well, it's not really close in that regard. Right. Um, Kentucky operates like a functioning basketball program. The other two, you can't really say the same. But you, you you think back at like <laughs> for the fans that just clamor for the first few years of the of the Calipari era and all that good stuff. Louisville was good. IU was the best they've been in two decades. Three. 
Mm, I mean, they went to a national championship game yeah, in the early covered That was that was not a good team, though. That was a lucky team, Justin. Then, 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 then. Okay, so so you, IU hasn't had a good team in three decades. IU beat Duke that year. That was a good Duke team. That's IU true. was a good team. That's true. Three yeah, head coaches now, too, buddy. You got lucky getting Antonio Gates and Kent State in the Elite Eight. I'll tell you that much, though. <laughs> and then who'd y'all have in the Final Four? I don't remember that. Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, oh goodness God. gracious. What a joke. <laughs> okay, Justin's right. Lucky. <laughs> lucky. They got the Duke set up and just upset Duke, so they got to walk into the Final Four. It makes sense. IU's been bad for 96 years. Justin's right. Even the undefeated season, all luck. <laughs> all luck all the time. Um no, but I do I do wonder if just that maybe having U of L be a final four contender, if that lit a little bit of a fire in Calipari. And now that he knows that he's got by far the best program in the region against the rivals in the area, that it's not but I don't buy all that stuff. I, basketball is basketball. And Kentucky had a lot of good fortune early on in his in, in the first few years of his uh of his tenure at Kentucky, that 2011 team, people just, it's a little bit revisionist history because they had a good March run. Um, but fans were freaking out during that regular season. All the talk back then, Roush, was you can't do it with one and duns. Look what happened against West Virginia. Now you're doing it again. Kentucky was losing road games in the SEC in 2011. 2012, you had Anthony Davis. That was a lot of fun. 2013 was not all that great. 2014, Roush, not a good regular season, remember? Yeah. People just pick and choose when they want to like rely on March yes, or when they when want they to want be to. more heavy yeah. on the regular season. Right, and generally, right, right. it's the people that dislike Calipari that will pick and choose. Um, and I still have the theory, and I'm not afraid to admit it, that the most obnoxious Calipari haters are mad because he kneeled with his team at Florida. Was it last season or the year before? Whenever it was last season, because they won, they beat Florida, they beat the snot out of them. Yep. I that's I think he lost a ton of conservative fans, and that's really dumb. That's that's a dumb reason to dislike a basketball coach. Yes, very very dumb. And listen, I will never not stand for the national anthem. I but I don't care what other people decide to do. That's what that flag stands for, baby. It's called freedom. You can do what you want when you're popping. That's what it means. And what, is Cal- and what is Calipari supposed to do in that situation anyways? Say, you know what? I'd hate my players. Um, tell, tell his like, team of predominantly African-Americans that like, hey, what you all are feeling is invalid and I don't I don't feel that way with you all. Then that's a good way to really shoot yourself in the foot and never get a good recruit again. Yeah. Like, Just for what it's worth. He may not agree with it, but he's going to stand by his players because those are his kids. He's even said that too. Like yes. He... he, he that's not the way he would go about it, but like he's going to support them. But really, you know what, though? People see a picture and they lose their minds. They don't they care. Do. They, they just do. don't care. Yeah. And I really wish folks could kind of get over that or at least understand that he was in a position where he kind of had to do that in that spot. That being said, I'm not going to tell you how to fan. I'm not going to, I can't change your opinion if you're not willing to change it yourself. But that's a really silly reason to turn your back on a coach that has done more good for this state than any other coach in the history of college basketball, any other coach, period, period, at any sport, at any level, he has done more for this state giving back and he makes $9 million a year. He should give back, but there's been coaches that haven't. 
And there's been people that haven't. And he tries to make a difference. And that's a little bit more important than getting your feelings hurt because freedom means something different to him than it does to you. Man, we really went down a rabbit hole down there. But it is true. I I just can't. Like, I mean, there's no other reason because he's been really good. Well, but no, but I think the other reason too is that people don't like having a transient Kentucky basketball program. But they don't. That's because they refuse to accept the fact that like that's just college basketball in general now. College basketball is a transient sport. We don't get to know the players anymore. Like that's that's everywhere. College basketball is never going to be what it was in the 80s and 90s. It's just not, because the NBA is king. NBA has uh, has made it to where that will not, no, never happen again, because it benefits them to have this rule in place. So, like, and, and I think that that's the other significant part, and that's kind of been a knock the whole time, is just people who um, hate to see guys come and go so quickly. And I understand that, it, but college athletics are changing, as you said. It's just... Things are, are a lot different than they were kind of growing up. And I hate saying this. I think, I mean, Kentucky is without question the best basketball program. But people act like these last five years have just been so uncharacteristic to UK basketball. They can't hardly even fathom it. What about 2006 to when Calipari got there? What about really from 99 to, two, to 2010? Was UK knocking down Final Four doors left and right? No, or never they saw winning one. national championships. Yeah, no, no. There were good seasons where we felt like Kentucky had a chance to win it. All those were fun. Number one overall seed twice, and then one of those years lost in the second round. Something Cal's never done. If yeah. Cal makes it to the tournament, he makes Tubby, it the second weekend. Tubby never missed the tournament. I mean, folks, if you're unhappy, that's fine. This team's going to be good though, and I would suggest just learning to enjoy them. They're going to be fun. They're going to go on a, a nice run. And they're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to win some tournament games as well. So it's going to be a good time. Next texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, biggest burrito I had was a Cheesecake Factory, believe it or not. I'm not believing it, unfortunately. So please do not send in lies to the Thornton's text line. Man, I I just can't imagine getting a burrito at the Cheesecake Factory either. In all also, seriousness, I actually can believe like that they had the biggest burrito, and I can believe that they have burritos because they have a menu that is sixty-two pages long. I hate it. I just I, I get anxiety looking at that thing, and I always feel like whatever I'm going to order, it's not going to be as good as the other option that I was considering. So it just too many options. Cheesecake Factory, too many. I like the I like the fact I like the factory, but. Yeah, any time that you need about 45 minutes to read the menu, play the favorites. Why don't you figure out what are your top like 16 to 20 menu items and then get rid of the seven-foot-long burritos at a, at a at a place that isn't a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And that's how you run a business, Cheesecake Factory, from your friend TJ Walker. Wow. It's the, you, you've got the secret to success now. <laughs> A texter says, got free tickets to the Louisville game. It's shockingly empty. I had tickets to the game last night, too, but uh, did not go because hmm. didn't want to. Love the guy from Pitt wearing his mask on his chin. Yeah, you got to love that. And it, gosh, you know, the um center of the crowd was terrible. This is happening all over. Pandemic still going on and all that stuff. So we're, we're not going to attendance shame because it's going on everywhere. But it is weird to just see a U of L team undefeated in conference, seven o'clock Wednesday night game in that lower bowl be fifty percent filled. 
It's strange. I'm um I'm curious. Have we seen I know they would we don't do the mask. Like that's that's what players will do on the floor. Has anybody tried to wear one of those face shields, Josh Pastner style on the floor? <laughs> While playing? Yeah. No, but that would be <laughs> hilarious. Be kind of funny. Did oh be. man. I now also I'm a texter a texter brings need... up that UK lost IU in the second round, Roush. Oh man, I forgot about that one. That would okay, that's the part that that makes that loss even more annoying. That wasn't a bad that, that was not a fun loss. It was a bad matchup. That IU team, that 2016 IU team, good team. OG no, and Anobi. Uh who was the uh the big center that wanted to go to Kentucky, but Cal said no, which I disagreed with. And, oh. and Anthony Antonio begins with an A. Justin? I'm trying to think. I've got nothing. I mean, I, uh, when I think of that team, I think of like Juwan Morgan, OG. I mean, that that was you know, honestly. Yogi Farrell would throw it to that big, and he was a super aggressive big, really, really good, super physical. Gosh, and he just was ate up All American. Yeah. Um, Wanted to go to UK. I think he played at Huntington Prep. How can we look at this? He was the best player on the team. Not it's team. really Except embarrassing. Yogi Farrell went nuts in like the tournament. It really embarrassing. Justin doesn't know. I uh, Deron Davis? No. Nope. No way, Jose. Not Freddie. Ma oh, Thomas Bryant. There you go. Yeah, there, there we go. go. God, I forgot about Thomas Bryant. Shame on you. Shame there on you me. go. T text around the Thorns text line. They're coming in. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Thank you all. Thomas Bryant. Newt started with an S though. Sammy Swanson Samsonite. <laughs> you said A. <laughs> well, I did say B too, um, but yes, I did say A. C D E uh, F. I think I was getting. An, I think I was getting Anthony Bennett and Thomas Bryant like combined for for one player, except one was a good college player and one was a total and complete bust, but still ended up being the number one pick somehow. Uh, Texter says, "Good morning, chaps. I apologize in advance. I'm sure I'm going to have a few takes after I finish the podcast." But I have to start off with why the hell is the intro 89 seconds long? Not counting the ad, I checked 20 other podcasts, and the average is 18 seconds for intro. I'm still trying to find one longer. Oh. Have a great show, UK Pez. You you haven't listened to 11 personnel then. That's like 90 seconds long. So suck it, UK Pez. We like long intros, damn it. You're listening on podcasts, UK Pez, and you're bummed by the intro, and you just can't hit the 30-second button ahead? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uk pez probably the dude that has like several lights out in his house and he's just like lights are out man sorry we'll fix it change eh, it's out i don't know what i'm supposed to do about it what do you want me to do about it it's out i can't make electricity skip ahead you do Finally, back to Dr. Walker, star epidemiologist of Sports Talk Radio. That's the funny thing is if anybody disagrees with my COVID take, they 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 throw out a stick to sports. Oh no, no, no. They just like to they just like to make fun of you. And it's you, you know, it's 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 easy. It's it's you, all hanging fruit. Go for you, it. UK Pez with a stick to sports take because you can only talk about your expertise. Uh you gotta be an epidemiologist if you have a COVID take. And anybody else, you're not allowed to. Is this and UK, UK Pez though? You, this is UK. Of course, it's got to be. It's a it's a it's a goober text. So it's got to be UK Pez. UK Pez. I will donate money to a charity of your choice if you call in and want to talk COVID. And you and I can just have a back and forth on air. 
and we can talk and see who knows what about COVID. Well, let's, I'd be let's, happy to do it. Let's do it on the solar news day. I'm, the the option is open, UK Pez. We don't take callers, but we could set aside ten minutes and we could just have a back and forth. And you, and we, but let let's go through this text first. Let's it's called genes and health conditions of infected. I just recovered from it, and it took me thirty six hours to feel back to normal. Some it takes a lot longer, and it can be life threatening. Just follow the advice of your doctor that knows health condition. Have a great show. I'm sure you know who sent that. Oh, we knew who sent it. <laughs> And I totally agree. People should follow the advice of their personal doctors and have these conversations with their personal doctors. Yeah, I, I don't. He didn't really say anything hot takey. Like, yes, the no. virus affects people in different ways. He just yes. wanted to make fun of you on the way in there. I don't think you've ever said that either. You're just your your takes have all been masks don't work. And masks pretty, don't work. You've been the pretty, vaccine uh, steadfast and, and on that. I, I, I'm not happy with the NCAA's now they're making college athletes get boosters because we have actual evidence that boosters and young adults are, they could be at risk. And let alone the fact that just healthy adults, vaccines, not one size fit all. Yeah, That's yeah. the truth of it. It's and just also not one like, this thing is so contagious. Like it'll yes. probably mitigate your uh, yes. side effects, but like everybody's getting it. It doesn't really matter. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> okay, just, I, yeah. I think the overall frustration with this season is Cal saying this was going to be the revenge tour, and so far that hasn't happened. And the players were talking about being road warriors, but didn't deliver. Just a lot of talk without backing it up. The, the Notre Dame loss inexcusable. The Notre yeah. Dame's just a bad team. You got to win that game. But goodness gracious, you all, they didn't have their leading point guard after a minute into the game. One of the best point guards in the country, based on yeah. stats. Third and assist. And one of those guys like, who talks just... quite a bit about the revenge tour. You know, he's one of those guys. He couldn't back it up. And and listen, Kentucky still had a great chance to win that game, and they just came up a little bit short. But I do agree with you. If Cal's going to do that stuff, go out there and just dominate teams. We're, we, we want to see that again. He did it for four straight games prior. We had a lot of fun there. And then it was like the first hiccup. The same doofuses just can't help themselves. Be patient. If Kentucky goes and they play badly or poorly, excuse me, against Georgia and it's a close game, then we got to start looking into that. If they lose at Vanderbilt on Tuesday, I'm, I don't care the circumstances for that one. I'm going to be furious. But LSU is a good team, and there are built-in excuses whether or not you like it. Man. Why don't we go to our final break, TJ? Sounds good to me. Justin, you want to go to the final break? Absolutely. We'll do that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Jim is my enemy. But it turns out that Jim is also his own worst enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Jim is actually my friend. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Thursday morning, we appreciate you spending it with us. KRC goes from seven to nine, the replay of nine to 11. You can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, and we always appreciate hearing from you all. 
texting in on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 or joining us over on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page where we have lots of fun shenanigans. Keep the text rolling in 502-414-1450. You send it in. We read it on air. Uh, there's got to be some other sports stuff that we need to talk yeah. about, right? Murray State going to the Missouri Valley with uh, Belmont. So the OVC... OVC is getting gutted. Uh, EKU left it for the A-Sun. Um, they're going to be playing with Bellarmine. So I, I guess Moorhead will be the only the only team from the Commonwealth stuck behind in the old OVC. No. Ah. Take them with you, Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley, not quite what it once was either, especially once Wichita State left. And so wow. did Loyola Chicago. Well, you still have Arch Madness. Yep, we still have Arch Madness on CBS. So, at least there's that. Well, congrats to Murray State. Go on and bring Moorhead with you. And then, Mac, bring Western Kentucky in. Don't be jerks. Come on. The more the merrier. Yeah. Why the hell Why the hell not? Uh, Sky Clark is 100% healthy. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, that and is. I think Cal is going to be at his return game as well. So, that'd yes. be cool. Yes, uh, I think he will play. Is it tonight, or is it this weekend? I think so, and I know that he's playing Livingston at some point as well, too. But I'm not sure when that game is. People forget about Livingston. People do yeah, forget it, about Livingston. It's tonight, five o'clock, for Sky Clark, and uh, that's cool. You know, that was pretty serious, very serious injury, and good to to see that he should be back at full speed and ready to rock and roll. I, I think I like where the expectation level is with Sky Clark when he'll come into Kentucky. Folks shouldn't be expecting like a De'Aaron Fox, John Wall type of guard, but instead somebody that's going to be steady, a good player, a good teammate, and may even hang around for, for a couple of years. So uh, as long as expectations stay in check for Sky Clark, I think he could have a nice UK basketball career. But yeah, but, but his hair, though. Cool. Well, well, cool hair. I like his hair. I wish I could do that. We're going to have some Sky Clark hair takes, though, on this text on. Yeah. On the Thorns takes on, it's going to happen at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't be all that surprised if it, if it did. Uh, get back to the Thornton's text line. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. But first, I want to tell you that you should be listening to the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. If you're missing any of the show, it's a great podcast. You don't. It's, it's all in one, one stop shop for all things KRC. Every single day of the week, brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. It's a great time to kick off your new year the right way with Cornbread Hemp. All natural CBD uh, helps aches, pains. Just a great way to kick back and relax. I know that you all are on no drink January, guys, but that's not no cornbread hemp January. So use the promo code Big X at checkout. Save 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. It, it is no no cornbread hemp January, meaning double negative, it's allowed. It's double cornbread hemp January. And gotta Ooh. love being able to save some cash when you're getting it too. Exactly. Uh, cornbread hemp, greater than corn cob TV. <laughs> uh, by the way, Calipari also said severe wheeler. It's a neck injury? Yes. You buying that? I mean, it looked like he got whiplash. It looked, like he, was con- it looked like he was concussed, dude. Right, right, right. But the neck led to the concussion. So, you know, semantics. But day to day, I doubt he plays versus Georgia. I did think that. I was like, I wonder if they're just saying it's a neck injury because that could like 
give them a little bit more flexibility if he feels like he can play. You know, because if Wheeler comes in on Friday and he says, hey, I feel good, I'm ready to play on Saturday. And if it was, it, you know, it's Georgia, so it's not going to matter. Either. He's not going to play Saturday, folks. I would not anticipate it in the slightest. But I wonder if it just gives them a little bit more wiggle room of like, we don't have to meet as many protocols. But that'd be kind of a slimy thing to do, right? Yeah. That sounds like an NFL thing. It's been, not, I mean, not, that's the, not something you not the pristine sport of college basketball. And that's not something you need to use for, you know. Georgia. Right, right. Sure. I was just maybe if it got in the neck. You know, but concussions, you got you to gotta check a lot of boxes. But UK would, would have, they, they wouldn't do that to severe. They'd want to make sure that if it is a brain injury that they're going to see to it that he's healthy. Uh, but if it's neck, that's equally as scary for, I mean, for what it's worth. Brains are very, very important, but necks are as well. Yes. Um, um, I would, with the exception would, of Mike McCarthy. Um, does he have? He doesn't have a neck, though. <laughs> so oh, mean. that's the joke. He's so mean. I'm kidding. I love Mike McCarthy. He's won the only Super Bowl that I've been able to enjoy in my life. I love you, Mike. I hope you get to bring your Dallas Cowboys to Lambeau Field for a playoff game because that'd be an easy win. Oh, Suck it, Cowboys. Let's get back to this text line. Hey, how about your most vaccinated player, Aaron Rodgers? Oh, that gosh. Was... All right. So here's the thing. I know that people, like, they get hot and cold on Aaron Rodgers. That's so freaking funny. And I'm so glad he said that. Because the guy who did, I, I'm not going to vote for him because I don't like him. It's like, dude, that is not your job is to vote for who you like as MVP. The MVP award doesn't really matter that much. But, like, Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player in the NFL this year. Like you, it's your job to vote for him. And I just love that he called that guy out for being a goober. I'm glad he called him out too. And the the MVP most back most vax player really made me <laughs> made me laugh. But I, 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 do I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers? No, I do not feel bad. He's the most talented quarterback to ever put a finger on a football, and he's a very very rich man, and he's had a hell of a life. That being said. I, I bet he's probably just like, what the hell? Because I go out there and I say my piece, my opinion on things. Now I'm the biggest jerk in the league and people aren't going to vote for me. That, that, that guy should be fired from certainly he should not be allowed to have an MVP vote. And I hope that the NFL will see to that. And secondly, where his employer should just be like, all right, you're compromised, man. You, you, you're biased. You're letting it clearly affect your work. Everybody's got a bias to some degree, but you don't come out and say I'm not voting for somebody because he's a jerk. It's 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 unless it's politics. It's ridiculous, especially when journalists try to like be, you know, pump their chest over being no. like unbiased and all this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously that's not the case. Democracy dies in the dark. <laughs> MVP NFL voting dies in the dark. Uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says. Wandell is officially gone and it hurts, but can't blame the guy. I think it's fair to say he was without a doubt the most electrifying football player to ever put on a Kentucky uniform over Lynn, over Randall. Like I had good expectations for him before the season, but nothing like we saw this year. Every game I would just watch the field and be like, that dude is literally unreal. And he was such an unbelievable talent, five-star caliber talent. I totally agree. I don't know if I... I don't know. Uh, when you say know. most electrifying player, that adjective, is, I think I that better fits Lynn Bowden. Because, I agree. Because the thing with Wandale is Wandale 
is a better, more polished receiver than Lynn Bowden. Yes. Uh, but like when, like uh, you'll get into arguments. I've already had some friends weigh in who are like, you know, arguing over who the better player was. And like from just a guy, like if I'm like, I need somebody to just go win me a football game, I'm just putting the ball in Lynn Bowden's hands and letting him do whatever. But like Wandale was a more polished receiver um, in that regard and, and a more explosive receiver. Um, so I, I don't know what adjective fits him better, but I feel like electrifying, you give that tag to Mr. Bowden. I think he's just the best wide receiver to ever play at Kentucky. And I think that in its own right is pretty damn that's, impressive. Yeah, that's, and yeah. you, you can make a case. He's the best offensive player to play at Kentucky in the non-quarterback position. Tim Couch being invited to New York, that's got to, that's yeah. maybe got to put him at the, at the top. But that being said, electrifying everything you said i pretty much agree with and that one season for lynn bowden if you don't have lynn bowden that that team's probably not going to a bowl game uh we saw what it looked like when lynn bowden wasn't playing quarterback and it wasn't very pretty so i will uh i'll agree everything you said summed it up perfectly man we were wrong about uh, chris livingston and sky court they put they played tonight on espnu so there you go Boom. For the record, you were wrong. Okay, I was wrong. 5 p.m., Montverde versus Sunrest Christian. I didn't know. I'm just going to play. I think I also said I think tonight. they play Thursday, and today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. <laughs> you're, you're spot on, and, and we were wrong about IU, Kentucky losing to IU in the second round, or we had forgotten about that. We forgot Thomas Bryant's name. Do we have Thursday night football tonight, too? I don't think we have no. it, do we? For no, no, no. We have Saturday oh, football, gosh. though. I got in the debate of all the like I spent like thirty minutes in a debate yesterday with my friend group just talking about how bummed I am that like the playoffs aren't starting this weekend. And I am bummed. This weekend is worthless in the NFL. There's like one game worth watching, maybe yeah. two. Joe Burrow's not playing. Joe Burrow, Burrow, yeah. A yeah, lot like, of good players aren't gonna play. Um, I pulled out some really good stuff. They were like, it's football, who cares? It's be- more football the better. Have 30 weeks for all I care. And I was like, this weekend's gonna suck. It's not gonna be fun. It's not going to be like entertaining. Uh, football's always fun. I'd rather be playoff football. Get rid of the bad teams. I'm done with the Jags. They should stop playing football for this no, year. No, I'm not done with the Jags if You're, oh, we stop. need the Jags. They beat we the need Colts. them. Because stop. if they beat the Colts, we could get a kneel off in Sunday Night Football. Hey. And I know that won't happen, but I would love to watch it unfold. Roush, I will tell you, the Jags have beat the Colts five straight times in Jacksonville. <laughs> five straight. Technically, it's six, but one of them was in London. Five straight oh, times in okay. Jacksonville, they beat the Colts. <laughs> the Jags home away from home, London. That's right. Oh, man. So let's go Jags. Oh, they part of the amazing race. They had to go find a Boris Johnson impersonator. And these two Americans are like, I don't know who Boris Johnson is or what he looks like. And their London cab driver and his London accent was like, he's a fat old bloke with blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible London accent, but English accent. I no, guess that's a great that. one. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is a good text that we didn't really have time to talk about today. UK employee used key access to steal from <laughs> 860 student dorm rooms over Christmas break. What a literal idiot thinking he wouldn't get caught. Yeah, maybe if you were going to do that, and I don't recommend, maybe you stop at like two dorm rooms or maybe three. I think once you get to the 860 mark, you've probably gone too far. It was uh, it was a contractor. 
Yeah, and like the fact that he had a key card and didn't think that that was traceable is very amusing. Like, it's one thing if because I, I remember having a physical key uh, to get into K Tower, but I so like I could see you if you had like some master key thinking like, ooh, I can get away with it, but like a swipe, like, come on. This and he was dumb. like stealing. And he was like stealing cell phones and university issue iPads. You idiot! It, it, and a lot of it was just petty cash. Uh, they said he had thirteen hundred dollars on his person, and he also had brass knuckles on him. So he got tagged with uh, carrying a deadly weapon as well. Good. Just Good. So, yeah. Throw throw him away. Lock away the key. What a dumb dumb. What a what a ballsy guy to go into every room and assume that everyone's gone. Like what? Actually, what happens well, if he walks in one room and there's some people there? Like what's what's he gonna do in that point? Uh, he'd just probably be like, "I'm a contractor. I was here to work. I'll come back <laughs> later." Maintenance, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll come it was back later and steal your stuff. Ninth. So I think of like the least crowded days of the year on a college campus. December 29th is probably one of them. And it could have been dorms that were mandatory evacuations for the holidays. There's a few that will stay open for students that can't go home, like international students. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so it could have been that situation. Too, it was. Yes. It was the. Clearly, it was the old dorms. It was like Jewel and uh, Blazer. <laughs> Which you drink, Jules. I, you drink. I, I, I just can't even. I, I, I'm surprised they have key cards there. Uh, so they, they, they've done some upgrading, <laughs> even the old ones. You'd think like a, a, a skull and crossbones key sort of deal to get into those. Oh, man. <laughs> oh Holmes, at, when we were there, Holmes still didn't have air conditioning. They only I had know. air conditioning on like the main floor, like the hangout floor. And that was Gosh. shocking. People huh. on North Campus. Tough life. Nerds. Yeah. Now that's uh, the hat in place, though. They got a cool new. Yeah, now they center. got a, a steak and shake. Wait, although I think it's gone. Mm, I think it's something else. I think it's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, TJ, for the pushback on the Facebook takes to open the show yesterday. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <sighs> Ralph saying Cal out about trying to call a timeout. Come on, man. Did I? You did. You were like, he lied about it. <laughs> No, no, I was reiterating, and I think I said you can't see him trying to call a timeout except for at, like, the two-minute mark whenever I think Mintz cut it to three. There were just some people that thought they were going to do, like, a Joan Calvamelzo gotcha on Cal. Yeah. As if, as if like, you know, he couldn't have had his back turned and was yelling timeout or, you know. Or, or the like, just wasn't exactly. in the camera frame. Exactly. Like, and, that's, exactly. and that's how it was. Like, you can't really tell. Um and he said last night he, on the call-in show, like, you know, I tried calling timeout. I don't remember, you know, which one it was, but, you know, tried oh, calling well. one. But, oh, well. Yeah, I don't think it not, makes that big of a difference either way. Not Cal's fault. Davion Mintz got the ball poked away from him trying to go up court on just a na normal dribble. Davion Mintz, uh, I was a little disappointed with him in that situation. He just got, he got fooled, and you're too old to be getting fooled there. The guy let you buy him. What do you think his plan was? <laughs> Like you, you played. I mean, people were doing that when you were nine years old, yeah. trying to poke it away. Good defenders can do. That. I was never able to poke it away that easily. I can, I can, I could deflect, but I could never do like I'm coming from behind and put, you know, like the fump, like the NFL fumble sort of deal, where you punch it out. I could never do that in basketball as well as other people could do it. And I think it was Pinson who poked it away from him. It was perfect. I mean, it was a good play. It was just a good play by uh, LSU in that instance. That's not Calipari's fault, but. Should he could he have called a timeout down three? Yeah, and I would have been okay with that. Could he have played it out? 
yeah, I would have been okay with that. What I wanted was UK to win the game, and they didn't do it. So I was a little bummed. Uh, we have uh, we have Antonio Brown. He's now sharing uh, text no. messages from Bruce from between him and Bruce Arians, and oh, it doesn't. No. They don't really say anything though. Like, well, he had his big like. You know, he he released this huge statement about how he was injured and they were wanting him to go back in the game, but he was too hurt. And now he's having serious, serious, serious surgery. But the thing is, then why were you jumping and dancing and doing jumping jacks on your way out of the stadium? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and like also whatever Antonio Brown is trying to do, like all it's the texters like Bruce Arians being like, hey, make sure you're ready to go. We're not resting. Um, And then he asked him to call me. And he just says, I'm all in, coach, ready to go. He sends a picture of somebody doing rehab on his ankle. I rolled it, but I think I should be uh I think I should be good. So like I, I don't understand. I I just I hope his friends are looking out for him, there for him. And uh besides that, who knows the next time we'll hear from him? Probably sooner than later. It seems like it's been that way for the last four years. And once things settle down with Antonio Brown. You hear from Antonio Brown again. Okay. LSU is supposed to have Adam Miller too, but he tore his ACL in the preseason. Ooh, people forget about Adam Miller. I didn't totally know. forgot about Adam Miller. Yeah, that's a great text, actually. And I did forget about that. If that that's exactly really what they're missing is yeah. like an Adam Miller. And Just then I do sure. think yeah. that LSU would be probably a, a legitimate final four contender. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that like they absolutely are bona fide, but I think they'd have the the pieces to to win four games in the tournament, no doubt about it. They're really good defensively, folks. And Adam Miller would have been good defensively for them too. Uh, good text. I'd forgotten about that. Ooh, this this might be the best text ever sent in the Kentucky roll call on the Thorns text line. Person says we should ask Kellen Grady if Davidson celebrated breaking UK's three point streak despite being eliminated from the tournament. TJ. We got to get him on the show now because we got to get to the bottom of this. We need to know Actually, if, if the Davidson Wildcats celebrated the streak snapping over the Kentucky Wildcats. Actually, I, I couldn't remember if it was the Buffalo or Davidson game. I remember, you know, I was on my bachelor party in Nashville. Um, you had a broken but yeah, foot. But it was, it was Davidson. It sure was. Uh, top golf's very dangerous, very bright, very loud, and very prone to foot breakings at that place. So nowhere anywhere within a 50-mile vicinity of Louisville, if we care about our city at all. Secondly, do I hate Kellen Grady now? I may. Took away my favorite <laughs> thing I had going for me. Since then, I've just been kind of in an abyss, walking around hopeless. We gonna get a post citrus eleven personnel or what? Wow, Roush, you're leaving your fans hanging. Um, yeah, there was a technical diff. We we did Twitter Spaces, um, so like you get. We we tried that as as a method to our madness, but you can't rip that audio and put it on a podcast feed. So we're gonna do something else. Just just you wait and see. Hold on to your butts. Is this like a cool tease? Yeah, cool. Sweet. Tease. Okay, looking forward to that. It's good that Wandell announced his plans now. It opens the door for a possible transfer through the portal. That's from Steve. Great point, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like what you said, too. Like, he wasn't leaving us hanging. He mm-hmm. just got No right drama, there. no, you know, like, thinking emojis and stuff like that. Uh, he just made his intentions known. And you got you got a fan in this guy for life, Wandell, because that, that was a hell of a season. 
Man, U of L stinks. Almost lost a five and eight pit at home. If they would have lost last night, I don't think they make the tourney. They are lucky the ACC is hot garbage this year. Oh, they should rattle off like six or seven straight. I'm sure they'll probably slip up to one bad team. Yeah. But but they don't have a lot of room for error for losing to bad teams. I mean, they've already lost to a couple of them. They don't have a good win on their resume. The only team that they're going to be able to beat that would be a good win in the ACC is Duke, and they are not beating Duke. Uh, UNC could be okay, but gosh, UNC lost to Notre Dame last night. Damn it, UNC. We need you to do well. Gosh, they're bad. Wait, but they Notre are. Dame beat them, Huber, though, so not- does it help Kentucky's net or hurt Kentucky's net? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to carry the one on that one. Okay. See what it comes out to on my equations. TJ has brought up middle school football and club basketball. Someone is washed. Well, you're not wrong. Have you not listened to the show before? You're not wrong. And secondly, that was I can only speak to my highest level of football, which is eighth grade, and I can only speak to my highest level of basketball, which was an absolute stud on the UK intramural circuit. Well, and then I played in some church leagues after that. But, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, you talk about your high school experiences. I talk about mine. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go back to 2005. Actually, fall of 2004. Oh, man. <laughs> 17 years ago. No, 18. It'll be 18. Gosh. Maybe Holy this gosh. is a dumb question, but I am genuinely cur- curious. What is with the hesitation with the sharp playing this year from a is-he-ready standpoint? The other consensus number one guys we've had with Wallen Davis were clearly the best players in the country from day one. So is he really that level of player if he isn't ready? Still very excited for him to play. Just seems a little odd to me. Uh, yes, that's kind of our line of thinking. Like, No, it's not. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's my line of thinking is like, he's if he's good enough to play, you play him. I do agree with that. Yes, I do agree. And he will play. I, 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 he will play. What I, well, Cal's playing a game here, as he always does. First off, Wall and Davis had from May to October to get ready. It's a little different than two weeks. But I do agree with your sentiment that, like, okay, if they're really that good, shouldn't it just be figure it out as you go along? And ultimately, I agree with that sentiment, and we'll see it come to fruition. That being said, I think Cal is just trying to keep expectations in line. If he came out yeah. and he was like, whoa, this guy, this workout we saw, he's going to be a special player. I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to be a special player. Then people will be like, oh, my gosh, if he's a special player, get him in there tomorrow. So Cal's just trying to kind of ease expectations, but the dude's got it. But Texter, I agree with you. He's got to play. Got to play. Got to play him, and he will. It's Uh, not Scooter Dingus. It's Scooter the Scoundrel. Accurate. (laughs) Oh, you scoundrel, you. I want to hear that story. John here. I guess we'll have to wait, save it for another day. Good morning, comrades. Even with the snow floors coming down this morning, my sun is still shining inside. I have nothing but joy and excitement for this Kentucky basketball team this year, and I know the young superhero Sharp is coming. So watch out, SEC, and the rest of the country, because the Cats are about to be about it, masterpiece <laughs> style, when it comes to winning the championship this year. Suck it, everyone else. Got to go. Talk to you later. Sorry, John. It should have been be about about it. Yeah, yeah, I should have hit that a little bit harder. My bad, John. John, have a good My day, bad. buddy. Cal, Cal lost to IU in the second round one year, or were you talking about losing the first weekend as the number one overall seed? Yeah, I also just forgot about that Indiana game. Second Thomas. If Friday. you haven't had La Bamba in the Highlands, you're missing out. Burritos as big as your head is accurate. Well, there actually was a place that this, the restaurant's name was Burritos as big as your head. And I still think oh, they're I, actually a chain. No, no. I think it's just La Bamba. 
and that's their tagline but that they'll put on their signs. Oh, really? No, yeah, there was a. It, it, I'm, it, I'm fairly certain there was a restaurant called Burritos as Big as Your Head in the Highlands. No, this is this is it. Is La Bamba? Because if you never, order burritos as big as your head, it's a it's a Bamba. Uh, but they, uh, I remember this. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll have to talk to some inside sources here after this. Terrence Bryant, solid career at IU. We'll never forget him. <laughs> Long intros are annoying. Long intros are annoying. Uh, well, take it up. Annoying text, take so. it up to Trevor Kelsey. All right, he made it. It's out of our hands at that point. 11, 11 personnel's intro is now 90 seconds. It was three minutes, at least, when Nick had the full Pacino locker room speech in there. <laughs> oh, man. Texas says, agree. Cal had no choice. I'm regard. I'm thinking that's regarding the kneeling stuff, but what I'll add to it is, in America, baby, you always have a choice, but it's, a, it's such a special Those country. choices have consequences. No other place in the history of the world could you disrespect the flag, could you burn the flag in your own country, and just people be like, hey, baby, it's freedom. You get to do what you want. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, we need to embrace it and not embrace flag burning, but embrace that people get to do what they want in this country. It's really, really cool. It's never been like this in the history of humankind. Ever. Land of the free, home of the brave. Oh yeah. Uh, Texture says steady slash be around a few years slash maybe slash hair sounds suspiciously similar to advance word on asking. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe, maybe, but Sky Clark better than Devin Askew, and I, and ideally, UK won't need if Askew or if if uh, Sky needs some time to get ready, UK won't have to start him every single game. That's hopefully that's the difference there. Isn't even the most talented Green Bay quarterback of all time. Oh wow, suck that's it, a, TJ. What a dumb text. You don't believe that. You know that. You know that. Ooh. Wheeler neck injury, my ass. Guy looked like he took one thousand cornbread hemp pills. Guy was on Mars trying to walk off the court. My thing was just his eyes. Like the the bright lights were really bothering him. They were really bothering him. That's right. Uh, I don't think we got to sign off. I think that last Zoom ended. Are we on the air, Justin? We're on if the not, air. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and sign off. Suck it to TJ for not being brief and not seeing that the timer was running out. Big old suck <laughs> it to him. Uh, stay safe out there today, folks. It's going to be snowing. Uh, drive carefully. Uh, be conscientious of what's going on. Oh, so TJ did make it back. Suck it, buddy. Um, but stay safe out there, everybody. And he, he left his microphone on mute. I wonder how long I was... Uh, hey, suck it, buddy. I wonder how long I was reading those texts not on the air. Not very. <laughs> Hand <laughs> off if I was... The last one. I, you know, it takes a big man to admit when you're wrong. And if I'm wrong about La Bamba... <laughs> <laughs> suck it, TJ. Everybody stay safe out there today. We'll be back tomorrow with more KRC to get you ready for another big sports weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call.